When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. PHNX Cardinals live on a Wednesday. Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star. Pick up this t-shirt to my left. Greg Dorch, new release. Merchandise locker, Bo Brock. Training camps wrapped, but the Arizona Cardinals are here to stay for 2023, led by number 83, Greg Dorch. That's right. The playmaker of this podcast, the playmaker in the slot for the Arizona Cardinals. Can't wait to see him in action on Friday night. Might see him. Very, very, uh, very likely we'll see yeah. Greg Dorch out there. Probably won't see Hollywood Brown talk to Hollywood after practice today. He says he doesn't know what the plan is. That just that indicates to me probably not going to be out there but we're seeing progress from old Marquise Brown he said he's as healthy as he's ever been at this point in training camp but we do know who we're going to see under center for the Arizona Cardinals Mr. Colt McCoy Colt McCoy is going to be out there number 12 he's going to be QB1 in the interim for Kyler Murray we're going to see some Clayton Toon and we'll probably see a couple of the other backups and Jeff Driscoll and in Good old the magic man David Blau. So cards broke camp today, Johnny, and uh, we got our takeaways, we got our accolades, we got all headed everybody's way uh, here on PHNX Cardinals. We're going to talk about if the Cardinals turf is actually uh, quite shitty, but we're gonna we're gonna put that on the back burner for now. A lot of people in the chat I, I know are asking for Kareem Hunt. I don't anticipate that. We're going to talk about Marlon Mack, who unfortunately, Bo, as you reported out for the season with a torn mm-hmm. Achilles, and you may have spotted an alternative of practice, but. Just in time, I like your mindset here. How many picks for Colt McCoy versus the Broncos? It's not that I'm rooting for Colt McCoy to fail. However, tinfoil cap right off the top of the show, as I wow for showtime, I thought Colt McCoy would sit this preseason because of the fact that he's basically sitting every third practice. The pointing, right? The baby throws underneath the checkdowns, right? To my shock today, you asked him, right. hey, Jonathan Gannon, Colt McCoy, he's going to dabble? Oh, yeah, Colt's playing Friday night. That tells me game on, competition on. They open themselves up for immense criticism. This is a competition. I don't care if anybody says otherwise between Colt McCoy and Clayton Toon. If Colt McCoy goes out there and does fine, doesn't turn the ball over, moves the sticks, nothing to worry about. You're the starter week one, assuming Kyler Murray can't come back. If Colt McCoy has the kind of day Friday night that we have seen from him from time to time during training camp, interception, um, batted balls, penalties, right? If he looks old, all of 37, and Clayton Toon comes out and is driving the football, which he's been known to do, he's efficient, throws a couple tutties, maybe to our boy Greg Dorch, maybe to my boy Michael Wilson, that, that noise will become unbearable. Because, again, he's number one on the depth chart right now. They have not named him number one quarterback against the Commanders. Do I think that's likely to happen? Yes. But I think putting him out there Friday night and exposing him this preseason means 
okay, Colt, let's see if you can handle this. Because if you can't, we need to make sure the rookie's ready to go week one against Ron Rivera and the commander's defense. I'm right with Jalen Blair here. I mean, this is a new offense. Everybody, especially Colt, the the guy running the offense, he needs he needs reps. He absolutely needs reps. So, look, I, I think you need to take your tinfoil hat off, crumple it up, throw it yeah, in the garbage. I I, do it. Your hypotheticals, like if okay, I'll go with your hypothetical. If, okay, yeah. If Colt McCoy goes out there and he can't compete, then yes, the competition is very alive. Thank you. But, if he goes out there and he runs offense and if he, if he gets a couple balls batted down, if he throws a pick, that doesn't mean that he's going to relinquish the quarterback one spot. Oh, I really I don't, don't know think about so. that. And, and you, there's a lot that are contingent on this. There's, there's a lot that as far as Colt has to struggle mightily and, and show that it's, it's Which more than as far as his, he can't lean on being a coach on the field. He can't lean on his experience. He has to show that he's just overmatched physically and he can't, he can't compete that way. And then Clayton Toon has to play his role as well. He has to go out there and, and show us. He has to continue to show us what he's shown in training camp. You know, he has to put it all together. He's got to put the physical traits, the athleticism, the arm strength, along with between the ears. So there's a lot that has to go right for your scenario to, to come to fruition. I, I just I, think I'm that, not rooting for it, but I, I think I think I, I think you are. It's naive to be honest. It's naive. Sorry, I want honest. a younger, more athletic kid go out there and be productive. <laughs> uh, love these chat comments, by the way. Free matter for the blind. I'll wear the tinfoil hat with you, Johnny. Hell yeah. Ben Cork. <laughs> ben Cork presents a very interesting scenario. I have a bad feeling Colt gets dinged up in the preseason. To Ben's point, they are exposing him to additional shots. I did not think they were, would go and do that. Because again, you got to play. You got to be able to play and, and you got to be able to run. Like, be able to practice live reps too. are, are practice. invaluable when you're starting in a new offense. I don't care how many seasons you have under your belt. You're going from air raid to an under the center run heavy, you know, play action rollouts, you know, motions, thing, new footwork. Like it's all brand new to even a guy like Colt McCoy. It's, it's so important that he gets out there, even if it's a series or two. Uh, I think it's, it's very important for him to get out there. And, and show that, you know, he can he can command the offense just like he did, you know, for, I would say, three of the six starts that he played in the, over the last two years. Yeah, Michael Evans, Colt's going to get hurt. Again, no one's rooting for that, but I think it's naive to, to just dismiss that. Colt McCoy is 37. He's not throwing every third day. He's been hurt each of the last two seasons, and, and they're going to play him during the preseason in an attempt to get him ready to go week one against a fierce the, the commander. The protocol defense. that's been in place throughout training camp, which broke today, and I'm sure yeah. it's going to continue throughout the preseason, is to is to ramp Colt McCoy at 37 okay. up for the situations that matter. Yep. Okay. And that's Friday night, first dress rehearsal of the 2023 season, and then it's going to be the next preseason game where you'll probably see him play You know the most – You'll likely see him in play in the preseason, and then we'll see what they ch- choose to do in, in preseason week three, the finale on the road against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, and then, you know, obviously it's it's real. The lights the lights come on, and it's the regular season, and it's the Washington Commanders. And, you know, I don't expect Colt McCoy to have a long leash by any means, but I do expect him. He does have the respect of his coaching staff. He has the respect of his front office. He has the respect of his teammates. And I think that he has the ability and and look and keep in mind, I'm talking about Colt McCoy as he's the quintessential backup. Like I, I, I'm never going to say, Hey, this is your guy that you can feel comfortable with. I don't think it's your QB one, but this is, this is the bed that they made this off season. And this is what they've got. And it's Colt McCoy 
uh, an unproven fifth round pick out of Houston, the non-power five school for right now. I mean, Houston, I think, is going into some conferences. Are they in the Big 12 with ASU? Okay, thank you, Producer Sean. And then we've got guys who are combined one in 16 as starters in the NFL and Jeff Driscoll and, and David Blau. Yeah, I uh, I think that the fact that Clayton Toon has already leapfrogged, again, Driscoll and, and, and Blau have started games in the NFL. Uh, they want him to run away with this backup job at some point. And I, I don't know. I feel like we I think have that's two. already happened. Yeah. So we can confirm Clayton Toon's going to be on this team. He's going to be active on game day week one, whether or not he's holding a clipboard or he's under center. That remains to be seen. In my opinion, you've got two premier preseason games for Colt McCoy to either show that he's ready to go or he's old and he's got a foot out for retirement. Again, nothing that I have seen that I have heard during training camp has inspired immense confidence that Colt McCoy is ready to go. I think they're hoping that he is. I think a lot of this is all predicated on Colt's been the consummate pro. He's been a really good backup. Look what he did each of the last two seasons under Cliff Kingsbury. That's great. That was last year. That was two years ago. He went on the road and beat San Francisco and Seattle. He's old now. His body's breaking down. And so they have this maintenance plan to try to keep him healthy I think they want to see like, hey, Colt, they're going to throw some shots at you. This is Sean Payton and Denver's defense, which is no slouch. And then the Super Bowl champions come to down a week from Saturday. Can you not, you know, fall all over yourself? Can you be, you know, can you complete a couple passes? Can we get some first downs? Can you be competent? Or is it like, uh-oh, uh-oh, we made a mistake. We made a mistake. Break glass in case of emergency. <laughs> but you're right, though. Tune has to force the issue. Somebody asked, what if they both look bad? Then, they, then they're going to start Colt McCoy and just yes. hope for the best. I think anybody within that organization, behind closed doors, I know this definitively. Like They don't, they don't know what's going on with Kyler Murray. He could be back soon. He, he could take his time. We don't know that. The same thing with Colt McCoy and Clayton Toon. Anybody who tells you they're 100% set on Colt McCoy, he's always been their guy. No, no, no. They're going to let this play out on the field. Clayton Toon, though, Bo, has to deliver. He has to go out and force the issue. Let's say Colt McCoy comes out Friday night, not rooting for this, throws a pick, fumbles a snap, does not look good, something he's capable of doing, and Clayton Toon comes in, end of, this, end of the first, early second, couple tutties, looks really good, driving the football, right? Plays above himself compared to what we've seen at times at, at training camp. Then I, I then everybody's going to run with that. I'm Whether not or not Gannon and, and I'm, not root, I'm not rooting for it. He's rooting for it. He's, I'm not. I'm not. He's rooting for that exact scenario. I, I'm not. He's rooting for it. I saw. We saw. You'd have. You'd be in the studio. You would be wherever you're watching the game. You're, you're gonna have to tell people it's the pleats. You got to take your pants back to the pants store because <laughs> that you're gonna get that excited about that scenario coming to becoming a reality. I I can't stomach old broken quarterback play for my Arizona Cardinals especially <laughs> no franchise can nobody loves you nobody have, likes to watch poor quarterback play i have seen rookies and young players come into the nfl in the last 5 years mid round picks late round picks for good teams for shit teams and be exciting right heineke came in set the world on fire with washington almost won a playoff game like Clayton Toon outplaying Colt McCoy. Like, I get it. Everybody loves Colt and his experience. That's not out of the realm of possibility. And I think if you ask people within the Cardinal organization behind closed doors, who has been more impressive this preseason physically, not pre-snap, but physically, they would say Clayton Toon. Like, Clayton Toon's got a better arm. He's more mobile. I think he's more accurate than they think, 20 to 30 yards downfield. 
I have not seen errant throws during practice. I have not seen egregious interceptions. It is all about manipulating the defense and formulating protection at the line of scrimmage, which Colt McCoy will do for you. But is that is that worth anything when you can't complete throws? When you can't drive the ball downfield? I can't I can't stomach four to five yard completions to Rondell Moore. And that's that's not going to win you anything week one. But with, with Clayton too, I think they've got an opportunity here. So this intrigue for this preseason beats the hell out of anything we saw with Steve Wilkes and Cliff Kingsbury because I firmly believe all bets are off if that young man out of Houston goes out there and outperforms 37-year-old Colt McCoy. Arizona Cardinals are making a signing of a running back following the injury to Marlon Mack. It's not who we thought it was. I was trying to identify a visitor on the Cardinals sidelines today. Thank God I didn't run with it. Uh, It is from the USFL. Stevie Scott is going to take the roster spot that uh, was made available uh, from the Marlon Mack season-ending injury. That's a weird uh, way to say Kareem Hunt. That's weird. <laughs> I did not misspeak. Uh, unfortunately, it is Stevie Scott. Good old Stevie Scott. Uh, just getting some info on Scott. Uh, but, yeah, just brutal news, obviously, from Gannon today that he kind of confirmed everybody's fears that Max injury, as we saw him exit State Farm Stadium on crutches, and others saw a walking boot, and others saw him visibly upset. Uh, they knew it was bad, and it's uh, JG confirmed that with a – an Achilles injury that's going to put him on the IR for the season. But uh, yeah, the Cardinals officially put him on injured reserve. Stevie Scott, newest Arizona Cardinal. He put the, uh, he spent parts with the saints and the Broncos as a rookie free agent with the saints in 2021. And then the Broncos uh, looks like he played for the Hoosiers of Indiana at the collegiate level. Yeah. I would say that signing right there is good news for one Keontae Ingram. I don't, I don't see this new signing being a threat, whereas Marlon Mack was, was, it was just a matter of time before he was RB2. Uh, I think this is a signing to get them through the preseason. You need bodies, right? Um, so, yeah, good luck to Scuba Steve, as Mr. J says in the <laughs> chat. Stevie Scott, Scott's tots. We're going to see how he does. Um, so Chase in the chat, what happens if Colt throws two TDs and the team falls flat? Johnny won't know what to do. I, I will be happy for Colt. I root for my Cardinals. I want them to succeed. I... Colts capable of doing that, but I have not seen that kind of production outside of some underneath throws that led to some yak tutties during, during the scrimmage. I I think if you want the ball to travel in the air, 20 to 30 yards downfield and stretch the field with Michael Wilson and Hollywood Brown and Greg Dorch, like you're not going to get that with Colt McCoy. So be ready to put that offense, even with play action in a run game, on the shelf in a lockbox until Kyler Murray comes back. You're basically conceding that offense if you do that. Uh, I, th- I think I saw a question in the chat saying, "Don't you want Clayton Tune to be successful, Bo? Absolutely. Yeah, boy, you, yeah. uh, don't don't you want to see him outplay? Absolutely. I, I'd love it. I think it would be electric. If, if, anybody would love to see a fifth round rookie immediately take the playing field and just go off, right? It, it's it's you know what it's ro- what make people romantic about football. Just kind of the guy that came out of nowhere, kind of an underdog, obviously undervalued with as many quarterbacks. What five quarterbacks going ahead of him in the draft and coming out and and playing and lighting the world on fire and, and really running Drew Petzing's offense. Absolutely. Who, do, who doesn't go crazy for that? But I'm being realistic. I mean, there, there's a mental side of this game. There's, there's a side of this game where experience plays, especially at the quarterback position. And I think that Colt McCoy has just unbelievable amount of that. 
And it, Tune has the, the the athletic physical traits that you want from a quarterback. It's just if if you could combine them into one quarterback, there's your solution. But you can't, and you got to figure out where you're going to err on the side of the guy that might be over the hill, but can you know get command the huddle, can identify and diagnose defenses that can make the right reads and the right throws, and might not be able to get enough enough on it. Or the guy that can go out there, struggle as far as diagnosing defenses, but ripping it a couple of times and making some deep completions and making some big plays. Kind of like my golf game. It's not consistent, but it keeps me coming back. Yeah, I just get Nick Foles circa 2022 with the Colts vibes from Colt McCoy. Like, I think I've seen enough of this. And with a team that's learning a new offense on the fly, like people forget that team in 2021 that Colt McCoy had granted I think they were without DeAndre Hopkins was was hitting on all cylinders it was the team that was 9 and 0 the play action game was there James Conner was scoring 20 touchdowns AJ Green was having a phenomenal year and he made the throws that that were available to be made and and give I I feel like unfortunately for me Bo this period of kind of frustration with Colt is souring me on the experience that he's had cuz he's been the best backup I think they've had probably in the last 20 plus years, even more so than like Drew Stanton. Colt's been the consummate pro and he's won them games to, to help get them to the postseason. But like everything's got an expiration date. And it Absolutely. just, it, it feels like to me, we talked about this. I could not fathom in January, February, Colt McCoy being on this team. Gannon will get his own guy. Petsy will get his own guy. Well, they haven't, at least not yet. And I did not think it was realistic for Clayton Toon to compete for the starting job. And I know a lot of people are still in that camp, but, Colt McCoy has has not reinforced the idea that he is untouchable week one. There is doubt, I believe, still that still remains. And that's why Clayton, if Clayton Toon was really not a threat, he'd yeah. be QB three or four. They'd I say, love, we're going to yeah. keep him. We're going to stash him. He's not ready yet. He's QB two. He's QB two over two guys that have started NFL games. And I, I he only he only continues to help himself. I, I Again, I thought he was better Saturday. And when I was at practice yesterday with you, I thought Clayton Toon was better him, yesterday. Him being better in the scrimmage, him being better in shorts and on low tempo days in training camp, it's fine. It's fine. fine. But, yep. but Let when, him play out on field. But when there's defenses trying to confuse the shit out of you on the other side of the ball, I mean, it, it changes. It goes up whole uh, a ton of notches. I love Cliff Kingsbury, former Arizona Cardinals head coach, getting into the chat with uh, sign Chris Traveler who was released by the New York Jets, the leveler, Chris Trevler. <laughs> Look at that avatar of Cliff uh, Poolside with a couple co-eds. Uh, I saw Cliff Kingsbury. He showed up on my Instagram feed uh, today, and they were pointing out all the you know great quarterbacks he coached. It was uh, you know Johnny Manziel, obviously, who's in the news with the Netflix doc that I haven't checked out yet. Is it Netflix? And then there's uh, obviously Kyler Murray, um, Caleb Williams incoming, and then and then Patrick Mahomes, of course. And it's just like, what are we doing here? Do we do we have to point this out? Can we move on? Can we all move on? No, I saw, can't. I saw, you know, as I follow the GM Saul Bookman, he liked it. I wonder what he's liking that for. He, is he is he a Cliff guy? When we were at the combine, uh, circa 2022, before Bo Brock joined this fine company. Saul and I had an opportunity to connect with Cliff and I think Cliff and Saul kind of hit it off, but then Saul promptly called for his firing six <laughs> uh, week one after they got destroyed. Time by the those wounds. <laughs> I have a great picture of Saul and Cliff walking together and I'm right behind them. And I'm like, everything's great. This man just got extended. 
We'll never have to be worried about another head coach. And yeah, things things went in the shitter. Not for us, though. We picked up Bo Brock, but for Cliff, good luck to you, my friend. Always cordial, always professional uh, to, to me and Bo and the rest of the media. It just, just didn't work out. Um, but I, I think he's doing okay. Um, Jose saying, let Tune grow, man. I think, I think he has. And, like, we're going to talk about our standouts of camp a little bit later on in the show. But, like, Tune is somebody who's not on my list but has – really impressed me with how much he's grown from the start of OTAs to now. Like he is clearly in command of the offense when he's in there, does not look overwhelmed or too big to like there have been quarterbacks, Bo Brock, that have been drafted by this franchise around the same round or even earlier rounds that have not looked as good as Clayton Toon has during practice. Now, a lot of people will say, well, that's a byproduct of the Cardinals roster. Fine. Well, he's only competing against the guys that are available for him to compete against. So Mm -hmm. I the, the thing that gets me excited about him, his arm's bigger than I thought. He's mobile, not Kyler mobile, but he can move. And he can, his downfield accuracy is is nice for a fifth-round rookie. He'll miss some underneath throws, but he when he starts moving and he rips it 20, yeah. 30, 40 yards downfield, it's a nice ball. And in today's NFL, that I'm sorry, that's what wins. That's what yeah. wins. You know, Hollywood Brown, and we're going to get to some of his uh, things he said today, but one of the things we're not going to have loaded up for the show was his his comments on, on Clayton Toon. Uh, he said he never makes the same mistake twice. And you love to hear that from a rookie. Yeah. When, when he makes a mistake, he learns from it and moves on. He mentioned in OTAs he had a brutal play that stands out to him where he uh, he he pitched the ball to a running back that was on the other side of the field. And he's that kind of like stood out to him. So like he is, he's obviously a quick learner and and that's what you need from the position. I love the, uh, in the chat uh, saying he needs moxie. Mike may saying only thing that matters at the quarterback position is you have moxie. I love that word. Moxie is great. It's, it's what you want from every quarterback is moxie. He does have, I think he does have moxie. Right. He he, has moxie until he gets his ass kicked. And then that can go, that's the thing. That's why you got to work maybe some, some kid gloves when you're dealing with a fifth round rookie out of Houston is like, you get, you get your ass kicked chase young and Montez sweat and Deron Payne make your life a living hell. And you get picked off a couple times in in Washington, that you, your moxie goes down a notch, and yeah. you've, you've got your tail between your leg. Can you bounce back? That's big. That's a big part of the character questions too. But if I can't, we don't want to develop bad habits. That's what you. That's what you want to avoid. If I break my arm and I can't drive in five o'clock traffic in in downtown Phoenix, and I've got one of two options: Grandpa from the old folks' home drive me, or my sixteen-year-old. I'm picking my sixteen-year-old, and I bet he gets better. When he's driving, he's gaining that experience. That's that's an indictment on you. By the way, that's a big, huge indictment on you. (laughs) You are risking your life because you want to get to, uh, you want to get home and I I don't know what you want to watch. What do you got on the, on the DVR or on Netflix that you need to to watch? An analogy here, a comparison. It's it's a bad one. It's a bad one. Give me old grandpa. My 16 year old will get get better. 45 and 65. I'm getting there safely. My grandfather is the pavement when I get there and I would not want him driving me around. And it's the equivalent of a 38, 39 year old quarterback running an offense in today's NFL. Unless your name is Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. I don't want to see, especially for a team like the Cardinals. I'm not predicting this. Everybody thinks he's the worst analogy. 
it's the best. It's the best. Everybody risk your like life. If you like that analogy in the chat, in the comments, uh, <laughs> you guys are just fantastic. Everybody's shitting on Bo's take on it. Quit, quit rooting against the kid today, man. Think of the kids. Think of right. the children. Uh, Illa Dre, Colt McCoy can't move away from their D line. Great point. Tremendous point. How is he going to, how's he going to move away from all four fourth round first rounders on that defensive line for the commanders? Clayton Toon can at least get out of the pocket and throw the ball away for Colt. It's going to be, you know, how, what, what's his nickname? Johnny Checktown. That's, that's what he does. He'll, he'll get the ball out quick. I mean, we barely, he didn't see an immense amount of pressure early on. I think that he's, he knows where he's going with the football. And that's another thing. He gets to the line of scrimmage, diagnoses the defense, sees how they're set up, sees where the pressure is going to come from. If he's got to dump it off to James Conner, if he's got to hit Rondell Moore on a quick slant, like, he, he knows what he's doing as far as that goes. And, and I think that that gives him a little bit of an edge. You know, what's going to be great is when all this is a moot point because Kyler Murray will come back week one. Uh, <laughs> that's just going to be great. I'm not counting it out yet. I'm not counting you out. If you're at BetMGM, come say hi to us every single football Sunday. How about this? Home and away. We'll be there week one at the Great Lawn at State Farm Stadium watching the Commanders and the Arizona Cardinals duke it out. We'll be there every single football Sunday, home and away, and again, if you haven't checked it out, fantastic. The nachos are choice. They're fantastic. Four Peaks beer on tap. Pumpkin Porter right around the corner. Bull Brock. In the meantime, pick up your cell phone, your mobile device, whatever. Sign up for BetMGM. They're basically giving away free bonus codes, free money, free bets left and right. But you, you got to log into the app, and you got to use bonus code PHNX. Now, there's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our folks here in Arizona, what you can do is you can place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses. I was at BetMGM last Friday. I tapped in and got a $100 free bet, and I put plus 145. Bo can attest this on our sweet baby Arizona Cardinals to beat the Broncos Friday night at home. Absolutely love to see it. Pays out 245 again, on BetMGM because that's how they roll. We roll with them. Check out the show notes for Full details, and now listen to my guy Shane Diefenbach talk about it in the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Crack a beer to celebrate the end of Arizona Cardinals training camp up next. The Cardinals preseason opener against the Denver Broncos. Have a couple more beers. They better be Four Peaks because when you think about the best beer in the Valley of the Sun, it's Four Peaks. It should have its jersey up in the rafters with Sean Marion and Amari Stoudemire uh, because it's just synonymous with the great state of Arizona as those two sons' legends are. Uh, I just saw that they're going to be featured on the Discovery Channel for being a haunted. They're going to be on Ghost Adventures. You can check out Four Peaks on Ghost Adventures. Also, they're doing a great part giving back to your teachers as they fire up the 2023-2024 uh, school year. They're rewarding teaching 
and their students in helping them plan and get achieve their goals. Help out with that and check out everything about Four Peaks, including their incredible products, their incredible beer that they're brewing at 8th Street in Tempe. Follow them on Instagram, at Four Peaks Brew, at Four Peaks Pub on Twitter. Have yourself a kilt lifter to celebrate the end of camp. Have yourself a green tea lager, which is unbelievable in the summer season. So is the Wow Wheat, number one wheat beer in Arizona. Got to be 21 years or older. But of course, you always want to drink it responsibly. Um, so... Bo, you posted a clip of Marlon Mack tearing his Achilles. And again, if you're just joining us, Marlon Mack, Cardinals recent signing is out for the year. And um, some folks in Denver uh, quote tweeted, responded in preparation. No, 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 no. I posted the clip because of the response from oh, Denver. gotcha. Okay. So some clarity is that our people- guy Howard Balzer posted in uh, the same update that I think probably both of us, all three of us posted after we, we were right there, probably 20 feet from Arlen Mack. He goes down uh pass, you know, that he had to reach for from Colt yeah. McCoy. It was yesterday uh, when we were all there. Right. He left his feet, hits the ground and he he's writhing in pain. He gets help off the field. And then the rest is history. We, we know what happens. He's on IR. So then today I realized that, this thing took off and there's a big, you know, to do a big hubbubaloo about the Arizona Cardinals field turf and Denver fans are losing their minds about mm. what they view the condition of the Arizona Cardinals field surface to be. Yes. That's, that's what's happened. Hubbubaloo. hubbubaloo. <laughs> uh, and then again, I like watching it happen yesterday, like people not be surprised by this take. I thought, not a great pass from Colt McCoy to Marlon Mack. Yeah, he had to, had to readjust <laughs> in that. So, but I mean, what do you, I guess people ask this, what do you make of the turf? Is it trash? Is, is it a liability? I mean, I was just mentioning to Howard Balzer yesterday after it happened. I'm like, it's like knock on wood, the first lower body significant injury all, of all training camp. Right. I mean, he's been able to stay relatively healthy and like, say what you want. Like they've been getting after it. They've been hitting, they've been running around. So what do you, what do you make of the turf turf gate? I, I think it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. It okay. really is. Like, I, I want to talk about this team. I want to talk about this coaching staff. I want to preview the preseason game. I don't want to talk about grass. It's stupid. It's a, it's, a, it's a surface. It's where, you know, it's a football field. They just did three weeks of training camp, hitting on sleds, getting on the field, making plays. And you're right. Nobody suffered outside of Marlon Mack, a significant leg injury because of that turf. And I don't even think we can blame the turf for Mack's injury. And then to hear, see a fan base, see NFL Karen, Denver Bronco fans, sit calling up, police, I'd like to report some unsafe field posi- uh, surfaces is because I'm scared that my trash team is going to go out there and hurt themselves worse than they've already hurt themselves on their own practice field. Now, how many they players got guys the dropping Broncos like flies every camp. day at a Broncos camp, and they're asking Sean Payton because of a tweet from Howard Balzer about the field surface. Are you going to change how you who you play on Friday? It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. It looks like aesthetically it looks bad. But look, the, the Super Bowl field looked great. Aesthetically, it was beautiful. It was green. It looked like it was from Augusta. It was it, it was like, this is pristine. And it was a nightmare. It was what Hassan Reddick called the worst playing surface in his career. And then, like, you, you just because you see some brown grass, you're like, we can't march Russell Wilson out there for him to play. Javante Williams should just back up his debut <laughs> because this playing surface is not suitable for him, and he can get hurt. Like, get out of here with that. It 
it's just and, and to say like the owner's cheap and what do you want them to do you really want them to manicure the field that much like well they're just just terrorizing it for training camp and, and before the regular season it makes sense let them do camp and then go to work on it before the preseason game and then get it ready for the regular season well said. What a great rant by Bull Brock. If he only had that kind of passion for Play- Clayton Tune. Chris Ramos in the chat. Sean Payton, VJ fans. I hate everything about the Broncos. We hate everything about, unless it's our friends at DMVR. Zach Stevens at DMVR is going to join us tomorrow to preview the matchup. But I mean, I'm going to yell at him. Yeah, you should. <laughs> hey, man, Howard, our boy. Howard's always stirring the pot. That's why we love him. PHNX yeah. Cardinals beat reporter. Check out his recent content at gophnx.com. Uh, I mean, like Austin Ford is on top of this shit. Like right. he he is all over the facility, walking around as the drill sergeant with his arms crossed with Jonathan yep. Gannon, pointing out inefficiencies with this franchise. Is everything fixed and remedied following Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kimes stint? No, but they're taking care of it. They're gutting the facility in Tempe. They've got a new bubble field turf. They've got a new nutrition plan. They're not paying for food I'm, with what I'm hearing. Like they're taking care of shit. And if Jonathan Gannon and Monty Austin Ford with their precious draft picks, Michael Wilson, Paris Johnson Jr. and company thought that the field was unsafe. They'd be like, Michael, we need we need this fixed now. They made contingents on taking this job if the Cardinals were serious about making upgrades. So hey, I just I would literally could not remember a training camp in which they've stayed this healthy throughout the course of the first two to three weeks. What they're doing, it, it's not my cup of tea with Colt McCoy. Everybody's healthy right now. The guys who are on PUP are the guys who tore their knees up last year and are coming right. back. So, Johnny, I mean, what th- those guys on PUP, they're working out on the field. They are. And yes. I can only say so much, but right. you've got your $230.5 million quarterback working out, rehabbing his knee on that field. Do you think that they have any concerns about the surface? I mean, it's it's got three weeks of wear and tear on it, but for the most part, it looks pretty good. I mean, I mean, sure, it's got some brown spots, but what do we? You really want it to look like the Augusta at the Masters? You want it to be pristine? When I was at practice the other day, a pad came flying at me, and yeah. I was able to pivot effectively and move out of the way. <laughs> it would have sent me to the hospital. Bo was able to make a nice catch. Thank God the ball didn't come my way. It's unbelievable. Back to a player. I showed off my hands. Did you want to just kind of, did you want to go play by play on that? I, I, I actually regret <laughs> immediately bringing that up. But I mean, if I, if I can Ref move around on the turf, Drops back to pass, throws an errant ball that comes skipping through and who just puts his hands out like he's Michael Wilson in camp and just snares it. I do. And then I throw a perfect spiral back no, to no, a, no, no, down no, the no, depth chart cornerback. Did you see uh, that? <laughs> Howard Balzer and I are repping the same $30 Amazon Under Armour sneakers, and we're moving we're moving just fine out there, me and Howie boy. So I, I think everybody just take a chill pill, okay? And listen, if it's an indictment on Friday night, God, so much is on the line Friday night. It's football. Place- it's football. Injuries, like injuries are basically inevitable for Friday nights. And I can bet your ass Broncos Twitter is going to go off on the turf when some great. guy gets hurt. I guarantee it. Uh, there was there was some softy in my in my replies about like he he literally tagged at NFL and at NFL PA <laughs> a Broncos fan he tagged it he, he players don't I'm, touch them don't right. hurt them Ben Cork that's definitely the test for turf if Johnny can be athletic on it I mean <laughs> listen this I I always say upper body is cosmetic lower body is barely functional at, not at a point. single player 
outside of Marlon Mack has suffered any significant injury on that turf. It's like you had the Super Bowl turf that the NFL, that was their baby. They set the poor sod fodder up right, for, that, that for failure. He's like 90 years old. It's supposed to be a swan song, and it's yeah. his worst performance of his poor career. And he's he doing, just he's doing bash of high school over here by where <laughs> I live now. He's out there at 5 30 a.m. He's out there <laughs> mumbling and cussing out Roger Goodell because he's he set him up for failure. Like, hey, let's make it look pretty over functionality. Oh my goodness. Speaking of that, Boston Ford, my neighbor spray paints his brown spots green. Looks legit. I'm into that. It'll probably, it'll probably be spray painted on Friday. <laughs> I guarantee it. Oh, man. If you're looking for definitive cards coverage Friday night, you know where to come. The post-game show, myself, Saul Bookman, hopefully Bull Brock live from State Farm Stadium, immediately following the conclusion of Cards Broncos. We're shooting for, I think, about 1030. But again, keep your reminders on. That's why it's so important, ding, ding, to ring that bell on the old YouTube so you're notified anytime we go live. Again, post-game show Friday night. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about who stood out at training camp and who was low-key kind of a disappointment. But before I do, I'm going to tell you what I'm not disappointed in, Bo Brock. I have been waiting. It is back, and I am ready to buy my tickets with the folks at game time. So many people have come up to me this offseason. They're like, I don't know if I want to grab season tickets with the Arizona Cardinals. I just want to play it by ear. This is how you do it. Game time is the premier way to be able to go onto an app same day, day before, week of, and get tickets under value price. I'm talking about 30%, 40%, 50%, not nosebleeds, 50-yard line, visitor side, whatever you want. Do it with our friends at game time. Download the game time app, create an account. We're going to save you a little scratch up front. PHNX is the promo code, $20 off. Your first purchase, again, the Cardinals, people are shortchanging them this year. I'm going to help you save some change in your wallet with our friends at Game Time. Terms and conditions apply. Create an account and redeem it now. Download Game Time today. I promise you it is the premier place to buy tickets for the NFL, concerts, what have you. Cardinal football is back. BetMGM, Game Time, perfect pairing. You want to get into the stadium? It'll cost you $2. There's t- there are $2 tickets on the game time app. $20 off with the code PHNX. You don't even need it. Just $2 tickets. But yeah, use the code. 20 bucks off PHNX. Well, you can decide in person. <laughs> Do it. I mean, that's going to be that $8, $3. You can get in there and you can watch NFL football. Uh, yeah, game time app goes, goes crazy. Glad that they're back. Also excited about Shady Rays popping on my sunglasses when I get in my truck and my... Yep. My eyes, they feel protected, but I also feel cool out there. And that's important too. You are cool. Uh, they, <laughs> they are premium polarized sunglasses and they're rock solid. They look just as cool as any sunglasses. You're going to drop some major coin on it, but you don't have to do it here. And you can also save some more money by taking advantage of that promo code PHNX. That's going to get you 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars, not by Johnny, not just by me, not by just Sean. It's 250 50,000 people saying Shady Rays rock and I'm going to buy them. I'm going to be a lifetime purchaser of Shady Rays. ShadyRays.com PHNX promo code 50% off two or more pairs of sunglasses. All righty. Ahead of Friday night, Cardinals have put to bed training camp 2023. It's been a banner time. They're going to leave uh, State Farm Stadium, Bill Brock, as you know, next week. They're going to go back to Tempe. 
and they're going to go into preseason mode for a couple of weeks ahead of September 10th against the Commanders. So you've been at practice every day. I've had my opportunity to see this team in person and on the Twitter streets. We thought we'd put together some accolades of who we thought did well, surprised, and maybe needs to step it up for the Arizona Cardinals. I will defer to my better half. What were your takeaways for preseason, or excuse me, training camp 2023. I'm terrified that the turf is going to hurt all of these players on Friday night. Is is just unsafe. No, let's get into a training camp accolades. My MVP, I, you know, when you look at offensive, defensive, like you, you just can't understate what Buda Baker brings to this team. And for him yeah. to return to the squad uh, like he did just in time for training camp to begin, of course, he got a little bump uh, from the front office, but him to continue to kind of be the heart and soul of this organization, it shows up each and every day. And with a, a coaching staff change, front office changes, Nothing changes from the leadership of this of Buda Baker, uh, and, and that didn't that didn't sway at all or change at all. This this camp, he continues to be the MVP of this organization. Uh, when I look at breakout, I just couldn't take myself away from Michael Wilson. I don't think you could deny, you know, the third rounder out of Stanford that I think slipped because of his injury history, uh, his ability to get open, and then him just continuing to be put in opportunities and him take advantage of those opportunities. So I've got Michael Wilson as my breakout uh, of Arizona Cardinals training camp. And then, uh-oh, I was kind of surprised by this earlier this week when they when they launched their depth chart. I saw Rashard Lawrence all the way down at third on the depth chart as far as the defensive line. We've talked about this. The defensive line is one of the weakest groups on the team, no doubt about it, in the NFL, no doubt about that. Rashard Lawrence not being able to take hold of potentially a starting spot, that's uh-oh to me. Rashard Lawrence, he's my big uh-oh. And then TBD... I got old Colt McCoy there. I'm I'm to be determined. I want to see him in game action. I want to see him run this offense. I want to see what he looks like when he's going up against a defense that's not the Arizona Cardinals first team defense. I want to see what he how he does on Friday night against the Broncos. I want to see how he does on the 19th against the Chiefs. He's TBD for me. Yeah, and that's fair. I like your selections. I think we're in the same ballpark with a couple of them. And I will say Buda Baker, easy choice for MVP, in part because he showed up. I think most valuable players do that. Showed up for his teammates before his guaranteed money was set to kick in, right? And so I just, if you had been waiting, I was talking to my cousin today, like he'd been kind of waiting to buy a new jersey. Actually, there was J.J. Watt's jersey. I don't know if you guys saw this. He's like super discounted for like 39 bucks. He's like, should I get this? I'm like, I don't know, man. Now that number three is back in the fold, that, 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 white road jersey that he's repping right there that's a that's a hard play to beat i know that's full price but uh yeah buddha mvp i've got a different choice and somebody that i think is the unsung hero of this organization right now here are my accolades james connor was the mvp at training camp james connor is going to shoulder the workload uh for Love the it. majority of the season on the ground i would say 25 plus touches a game he looks fantastic he looks like he's in the best physical shape circa 2021 when he's scoring almost 20 touchdowns his receiving skills i think have gotten better and better every year he caught a long pass yesterday from colt mccoy he he is running rough shot against this defensive line so i i know that probably means more about the defensive line than james connor but if you're drafting fantasy football he is a solid rb1 for a team that's going to lean on him especially now no marlon mack as long as this guy knock on wood can stay healthy he's going to be a factor speaking of factors I mean, Michael Wilson could almost be my co-MVP because I have seen him targeted more than any other wide receiver 
during camp. He's been available for a guy who's had health concerns at Stanford. He has not missed a beat every offseason. He's got high football intellect coming from the Pac-12 at Stanford, and now he's putting it all together. He looks like a, to me, a three- to five-year pro right now. He's built physically like nobody else they have on the roster. He can do everything. He's going to eat in the middle of the field. I hope he gets a chance to shine in the preseason. It solidifies him as a week one starter. I can't say enough good things about him. I was wrong on draft night. Yes, I did not like the pick. I didn't understand it. Another hurt guy. Kudos. Monty Ford, without his own scouts scouting this franchise last fall, finds this kid who dominated the senior bowl and is, is frankly dominated training camp. You love to see it. And then, of course, my uh-oh is going to be Colt McCoy. My uh-oh is Colt McCoy because he can't throw every third day. Or maybe he can and they don't want him to. The pointing itself, I, I somebody <laughs> pointed at me when I'm supposed to get a football. I said, uh-oh, what are you doing? What's going on here? So, again, we, we've talked about it at nauseum. I'm concerned for the Cardinals because of how old Colt McCoy looks. I hope he can prove me wrong. It starts Friday night against the Broncos. Game on. And speaking of game on, I need Trey McBride to step it up. Like, he's practicing now. But like the explosiveness that we saw at times last year and certainly at Colorado State, the physicality, the violent runner after the football, after the catch, I should say, that that needs to be on display. Because right now, Bo Brock, he looks good, but he looks good like all the other tight ends look good, right? There, there has not been that special moment with Trey McBride. I know he's got elite hands. I know he's fast in the open field, but I, I need him to take the next step. I think it's it, there's still plenty of time. I need him to let's get a, a preseason touchdown. Let's get some good juju going because he missed some time being hurt. And this is not the staff in the front office that drafted him. So I'm as big of a Trey McBride fan as anybody else, but it's go time. You were a second round pick for a reason. It's time to make your mark. How did my hands look when I was taking down that pass from Jeff Driscoll, that bullet? Pretty good, right? <laughs> Why are we still talking about that? <laughs> no, I completely I agree with you. I mean, I would probably, in the conversation for breakout, I considered Clayton Toon, no doubt about it. I think that uh, there were so many questions surrounding, and I, you obviously continue to have them, but yeah. I think that as far as what Michael Wilson, I, he removed any shadow of a doubt. Like, you don't yeah. know what you're going to get from a quarterback, but I think Michael Wilson, like the hype train, it, it's real. It left the station a long time ago, and it continues to be on the rails. And uh, we'll see what happens friday night against a pretty impressive broncos secondary to start um and, and then like james connor completely agree you look at like don't don't get lost in it don't get too crazy looking at nick chubb's stats but you know as far as the workload it could rival that it could rival what chubb saw in cleveland last year in a run heavy offense run first offense you know what does it's health plays a factor and then nick chubb's probably in the conversation for one of the best running backs in the universe so take that with a grain of salt, but the role will be similar as far as him being a bell cow and a workhorse. And then look, I, it's not great. Your 37 year old quarterback is in a protocol. It's never good. It wasn't great when, uh, when Carson Palmer was on a throwing program, it's just in, I very rarely see these programs and these protocols like work out. Right. It, it's, it's tough. If there, if there's Kurt, if there's concern, if there's, if you're skeptical about his ability to, to be able to stay healthy, I mean, it's it's just at this stage in his career, you know, I understand that. I absolutely do. So I, I don't disagree with anything on your list. And I'm hoping Trey McBride continues to trend in the right direction. I don't know if we're going to see him Friday night, but Probably his not. his thing is like uh, Petsing said he's been great in the, in the meeting room 
And that's important. And if he can just trend the right direction to the regular season, he's still poised to have a solid year for the Cardinals in year two. Yeah, he just, where's the, we need to see the special, right? I yeah. saw the special at times last year and it was ridiculous he wasn't playing. I need, I need him to get his confidence back because, I mean, I get it. It's a bad Colorado State team. He was the team. He was yeah. the offense, and he was the number one tight end drafted in 2020, 2022. Yeah, 2022. Yeah. Uh, Dre in the chat, I feel like Zayvon Collins is going to ball out. I, if that happens, I think we're a few weeks or months away from that happening. I think he's got, in my opinion, Dre and Bo, you can speak your piece on this. I think he's got a tough reality in, in the next couple of months trying to find his way as a converted inside backer to defensive end against premier tackles. Andrew Thomas and company, Washington's no slouch up front. I, I my, my thought process was, Zayvon, is you got two years to make this transition. Hopefully we see it come to fruition this year and you're putting it all together. It's not for lack of effort, but, I mean, it's it's like rebuilding the house from the ground up. They, they have started from scratch, which is not the case for Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. No, and uh, we're going to see a lot, I think, of Zavin probably early on just to get him acclimated to that that position change and, and see how he deals with the physicality. As he was an off-ball linebacker, I thought that sometimes they'd put a hat on him and he'd be getting taken out of the play. That's going to happen on every – like, is he going to be able – and you see him on the sidelines constantly working on his technique and his form and his mechanics, and if he can deploy that and, and, and get the pass rush – uh, you know, skill set early on that that'll help him because physically he's got it right. He's got the size and athleticism in the bend you want. Sam asking about uh, Amari Dermacato. You know his his chances as far as this team going is is as far as the op- opportunity he's going to get uh, at a TCU as an undrafted free agent. It just got new life with uh, Marlon Mack going down. You know yeah. th- they just added Stevie Scott today. Scott's tots. I don't, if, I want to give credit to whoever said that in the chat. It's fantastic. Uh, but, you know, that guy's coming from the USFL. Dermacato is somebody that they identified quickly after the draft. You know, can he maybe carve out a spot that maybe wasn't once there for Mac injury uh, in the preseason? He's going he's gonna to get the opportunity now. Uh, Sam in the chat, BJ Ojolari is like a copy of Micah Parsons. I mean, I would, I would definitely sign up for that. They wore and they wear the same number. Uh, I, I do. Here's what I'll say, Sam. I huh? think BJ Ojolari is is going to look better early as a pass rusher compared to Zavin because. What he's do you a, mean by that? Num- like actual numbers? Like yeah, literally? they're number eighteen. They're I think mm. they're both number eighteen. Yeah, that's wrong. <laughs> What's Micah Parsons' number? He's eleven. He's eleven. Did he wear eighteen at Penn State? I don't think so. Okay. Well, that's, that's <laughs> factually incorrect. And Bo being a jackass. <laughs> I don't, I don't, just, want, I don't want to give people that. wrong information. He was number 11 at Penn State as well. Yeah. I think once in a while he puts on 18. <laughs> I can't confirm or deny that. Chase in the chat. Is there going to be a post-game show Friday? Yes. Myself. On, this is PHNX Cardinals. Absolutely. We we do everything all the time ever because this mm-hmm. is your premier Arizona Cardinal content coverage. Um, it is, I think, the last time come Friday night that we will not have a home game that's not at BetMGM. Yeah. So it will be remote. Myself, the GM Saul Bookman, Bo Brock live, hopefully, internet pending from State Farm Stadium. And then right now, the plan is the following Saturday, BetMGM Sportsbook, post-game, maybe a little pre-game action, Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Is that the night, Bo Brock, that Clayton Toon cements himself <laughs> legacy play i mean we're just sitting here and there's i love it because last year it felt like the cardinals were already ready made pro- product at this point they were just hoping people would stay healthy so much up in the air right what's happening yeah. with tune versus mccoy 
what's happening right now with Kyler Murray? When does Kyler Murray come off of PUP? How does the offensive line gel? Can Michael Wilson force the issue defensively? All the pass rushers, who stands out? The defensive tackle group, is this it? Are they going to do something about that? Isaiah Simmons at safety. The, the intrigue with this team is immense, despite yeah. what people are projecting the, their win-loss record to be. Yeah, Dana Robinson, somebody I considered for a breakout, Keytrell Clark, uh, he sees time with the ones at the cornerback position, a wide-open wow. cornerback competition. Uh, Jonathan Gannon's baby, yeah, absolutely. He said that the other day. He's a guy that plays defensive back from his alma mater. I mean, yeah. that's just – Jonathan Gannon gets excited about that, and he'll wax poetic about a Keytrell Clark coming over from the Louisville Cardinals to the Arizona Cardinals. So – uh, it's exciting. Dana asking about Papo thing with Papo is you've got three very capable veteran inside linebackers ahead of him. And I, I just think that you got, cause you're white, of course, he's, he's the mainstay in the defense. He's probably going to wear the green dot and be kind of the coach on the field, uh, playing, holding down inside linebacker. And then it looks like Chris Barnes has the edge over Josh Woods. And then you got Josh Woods. And then I think you got Owen Papo. And yeah. that's that's fine. I think, and I think Papo is somebody out of Auburn that you want a little more seasoning from, even though he was, as Johnny likes to say, an SEC ass kicker since the age of eighteen. Yes, uh, played very productively at at for the Tigers. Um, but I think that's somebody that they're willing to kind of take along slowly. But there is still, you know, the his ability to find his way on the playing field between now and the end of the season and beyond that. Uh, Jason, the chat, can we stop the run at all? It remains to be seen. They could not during the scrimmage. It was, it was a problem. Uh, but I think the, the Cardinals offensive line is going to be a problem in a good way. I think it's going to be one of the strengths of the team. Their, their tackles. This is the best tackle pairing, in my opinion, that they're going to have since, I don't know, Jared Valdir and, and whoever was starting right tackle or for those, uh, Bruce Arians teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think it's going to be on that level, if not better because of DJ Humphreys is, is motivated. Like, we're bitching about the turf. DJ Humphreys has stayed healthy this entire training camp. Yeah. And then on the right side, you've got the sixth overall pick, who's, who's a phenom, in my opinion, and Paris Johnson Jr. Who Paris doesn't even feel like a rookie to me anymore because he's had that good of a camp. Uh, how about this? Uh, Manny Boy, 58. Yeah. Any update on Garrett Williams? Bo, I don't know how much we can share. I'll defer to you. But I would just say Garrett Williams, I thumbs up. Close, up. right? We'll yeah. say that. I think close. He uh, tore his ACL against Notre Dame in October had surgery after that. And he, he's, he told us like once he got in the building after he was drafted, he had a timetable and it, it kind of sets up with close to the end of training camp. But, you know, I'd, I'd say he, he's close. And I think uh, it was Manny boys saying, don't sleep on him. Absolutely. Don't sleep on him. He's I mean, talk about, yeah. Wide open cornerback position, you know, uh, as far as vying for playing time, I think once he gets back, that's a guy that they're going to throw out there. If he's, if once he's physically and mentally hundred percent, he's going to get every opportunity to play a lot. Yeah. I think you see now with the rotating names at number two corner, whether it's Antonio Hamilton, right? The six rounder Keytrail Clark. And then of course, Christian Matthew, who was a pick last year on day three, it's like they've all been given their, their grace. They've all been given their opportunities to go alongside Marco Wilson. But I think we're, we're all just assuming like that seats kept warm for the third rounder out of Syracuse. They used a premium pick. That pick was ahead of Michael Wilson, mm. guys. That was one of the first picks in the in the third round. I think it was their uh, snafu pick with, with Philadelphia. So maybe it was a little bit later, but it was ahead of Michael Wilson. It's somebody they have big plans for, but at the same time, they're being smart, Bo. They're being smart with all three of these guys who tore up their knee last year and Kyler Murray, 
um, Williams and of course, uh, Zach Ertz. So I, yeah, seeing all of them, it's like they, I, I'm optimistic about all of them. I don't know how soon they're going to come off a of PUP, but this is not a, Hey, see a mid season thing in my opinion. Yeah. Let's, uh, I, I, I can see, foresee a future on this Arizona Cardinals, uh, team offensive and defensively where you, where you could see a game where Clayton Toon plays quarterback, Michael Wilson's getting significant amount of snaps, if not starting as a wide receiver. And then on the defensive side, it's BJ Ujolari, it's Garrett Williams, and maybe even some Owen Papo in there. I mean, that's, that's pretty ridiculous. Obviously. Yeah. And then Paris Johnson holding down the right tackle. I mean, that's, that's insane. That never happened during the Kime era. Like that, that many rookies sniffing playing time. Um, so it's, it's refreshing. It absolutely is. You talk about the pup though. We heard from Kyler Murray's best friend, Hollywood Brown today. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to leave anybody without letting them listen to what Hollywood Brown had to say today. Uh, we, when, when he quote tweeted the, the NFL news account that just was relaying Adrian Peterson's absurd 2012 season where he came back and rushed for over 2000 yards with the NFL MVP. And then Hollywood said one up next I asked him, hey, what, what went behind that? What, what's that? what was that quote tweet about? This is what he had to say. Oh, yeah, you know, it just sparked some motivation for my guy that, uh, you know, people count him out. But I know the competitor he is whenever he is out there. I mean, I ain't saying, you know, he might win MVP, he might not. But I know he's that caliber of player, that he's a caliber MVP type player, and I know he'll get back to that. Just up his guy. Love it. I wish I had a little bit more of an answer. Is he, when's he coming back? When's he coming back? Telegraphed. He pushed sent on that after consulting with Mr. K1, Kyler Murray. Like yeah. I, I, again, I, I don't think it's going to be too, too much longer before we see Kyler Murray off of PUP, just a gut feeling. Uh, and I think Hollywood Brown knows it. I, I don't, I don't think there's any speculation between the two of them that Kyler Murray thinks he can come back, master this offense quickly and be super efficient in, in 2023. This is not a, hey, I'm going to come back week four or five, and I'm going to dick around for two months, and then right. maybe in December I'm going to look good. I'm, have you seen the dumpster fire quarterbacks in the <laughs> NFC? There's about two and a half good ones, and then you got a lot of, I don't know, Brock Purdy with a robot elbow and Geno Smith coming <laughs> off a career year and a bunch of tape on him. I mean, and Matthew Stafford's about ready to hang it up. Right. Like, give, give me Kyler Murray over all those guys. I love it. I love you just trashing NFC quarterbacks. It's great. It's, great. it's one of your one of things you do. He looked like ass this training camp. You follow anybody <laughs> with the Giants. Danny Dimes has had a bad training camp. Yeah. And then you got the what's going on in Tampa. Hilarious. Trask. You're Trask right. or Mayfield. They're gonna they're gonna start uh different games in the preseason. Cool. Good job on, on the quarterback position, Bucks. So many people picking this team not to be very good. It's what I did like, when, you know, you obviously like Hollywood couldn't give you too many answers as far as, you know, he said that as far as his contract, he's, he's poised for a, a contract season. And as far as the offense, he's, he's very confident in his role in the offense. He said, look, I played in Baltimore. I, I I've seen run heavy offenses. I think I was in the most run heavy offense, you know, in this era of football, I've, I've been at, I've been in it before. That was a quote from him. And he's he's not concerned about it. He's very excited about what Petsing's going to do. He's going to play, you know, one of those uh, play that Amari Cooper role that that he did in Cleveland's offense last year. But he's also being realistic. Like he's he's very complimentary of Colt. He's complimentary of Tune. But he knows that Kyler Murray, when he comes back, he's gonna he's gonna take it up a notch offensively for the Cardinals. When he, oh, he he's got, oh, he's gonna take it. Let's hear it. Let's hear Hollywood, and then your thoughts, Johnny. 
Uh, he's going to take it to a whole nother level. I mean, college that guy. You put him in any offense, he's going to raise that level of the offense. So, you know, however we look and without him out there, we're going to look better when he's out there. Yeah, it's also very, very contingent on Hollywood Brown, I think, coming back to this organization and being re-signed with Kyler Murray in the fold. Kyler Murray is going to have an opportunity to help Hollywood achieve, you know, statistically what he needs for Austin Ford to come to his agent and say, hey, let's get a long-term extension done. You don't think Hollywood Brown knows, just like when Lamar Jackson went down in Baltimore, what it looks like to play with backup quarterbacks and that how, how that could impact indirectly or directly their decision to bring him back. Whereas if K1's out there for 15 to 17 games, prioritizing his number one receiver, which he should, and Hollywood Brown goes for about 1,200 and eight to 10 touchdowns, okay, let's have a discussion. You got 80 plus million dollars next spring. Whereas again, we're sitting mid-season and the offense is struggling because it's Colt McCoy and Clayton Toon is a little bit different. Now, so I, I'm sure there, there's a lot that goes into this, but I, I think Hollywood Brown is very capable, very capable of having a big year. But it's what I told you yesterday on yesterday's show with Colt McCoy, that limits what they want to do stretching the field vertically. And that's Hollywood's game. That's his bread and butter. And we really haven't seen that unlocked yet with his time in Arizona. Yeah. Like he and, and Kyler missed so much time last year at training camp with his um, with his injury and then COVID, it's like they never were on the same page. And then once they got their juju, Hollywood goes down. I mean, the the first round pick from Steve Kime, probably in hindsight, wasn't worth it. Although I yeah. liked the trade at the time, but I, I the best is hopefully yet to come between the two best friends. Yeah, and last year, I mean, the 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 offense schematically, it just did not produce wide open receivers or no. even that like any, any, any space between wide receivers and defensive backs. And I think this offense, which was top five in, as far as receivers and, and how open they were in the league. If you look at the next level analytics, uh, I mean, it's, he's going to get a lot of open looks and with the accuracy of Kyler Murray, he knows that that's going to be lethal against opposing defenses. So it's uh, it's exciting to think about, but also it's like got to temper those expectations because there still is no timeline for Kyler Murray. Uh, and and we'll see. Hopefully, closer to the the regular season, they can identify like, hey, he's close, or you know, we'll, you know, and it'll be decisions made either pop, remain on the pup, go on IR. Those things will be very telling as far as the availability of the franchise quarterback. Yeah, I like me this this Cardinal receiving core. Just, I, just like I like me some Burrito Express. One of the biggest benefits of moving to the East Valley, Bo Brock, I got a Burrito Express right down the street. They've got multiple Valley locations, including the premier spot in Tempe. The best breakfast burrito, bar none, I have ever had. I've had gourmet ones. I've had ones at Disneyland. Nothing competes with the breakfast burrito <laughs> at Burrito Express with a little bit of the green sauce, right? It's I think it's specific to Burrito Express, is it not? Yes, it is. It's fantastic. Grab a burrito, follow them on Twitter, Burrito EXP. They are a staple. I emphasize staple here in the Valley. They support ASU athletics, athletes top to bottom. Just great to support local businesses who put out such a premier elite product. I always leave satisfied, as does my family. When we're dining in or out with Burrito Express, please, please, please support them because they are your premier burrito shop here in the Valley. You cannot beat a burrito express, even just like the OG bean and cheese. They do it on another level. Got to check them out. Multiple value locations. Also, 
gophnx.com. Brand new work from our guy, Howard Balzer. Right now, gophnx.com, just kind of analyzing, deep diving this depth chart. And Howard does it better than anybody else covering the Cardinals right now. Really rock solidly uh, read there. Uh, and then we can't encourage this enough at this point as it's the calm before the storm. This game coming up on Friday, it's probably the last one, especially home game that we're not going to be out at the BetMGM Sportsbook. It's really going to give you an advantage if you're a diehard. Become yeah. a diehard today and you will get access, like those who are not diehards, to all the great things we're going to be doing out there on game days for the Arizona Cardinals at the BetMGM Sportsbook. Become a diehard. Get that access to the uh, Discord and and get your free gear. You can pick out, obviously, a free shirt a year, hat a year. Get that Greg Dorch t-shirt. Don't miss out any longer. Become a diehard today. Check it out. Go phnx.com, the phnxlocker.com. Become a diehard today. Don't want to drag your feet on this one. You really want to get access before anybody else. Uh, you can get access to our Twitter account, phnx underscore cardinals. If you're not following it, please do so. We are quickly approaching 9,000 followers on Twitter. It's your premier spot outside of this show, our two Twitter handles to get Bites from the team, press conferences, highlights, updates, whatever you want. It's PHNX underscore Cardinals on Twitter. Plus, cop the Greg Dortch shirt, your premier shirt. My co-host has already gotten a couple. I'm putting an order in tonight. The Greg Dortch t-shirt, G-Reg, number eight, Dortch with the eight. You love to see it. It's the new release, the premier release at the PHNX Merchandise Locker. You can buy it outright or, like my co-host said, Become a diehard, you get oh. the shirt for free. You get a diehard membership and everything that comes with it. Get that shirt for free or Hollywood Hills shirt, the hat, whatever you want. And that's not a one-off. Every single year you're a diehard, you get a free piece of merchandise. You get free gear, Bo Brock. Yeah, and you get uh, discounts on some of our favorite partnerships, uh, including Dobson Ranch Golf Course. You're not going to want to miss out on that. But that T-shirt, unbelievable. Can't wait for mine to get into town. Uh, put it on for the the watch parties. What do we got in the chat before we get out of here? Any any questions we People need to are answer? Us who would we trade for? Like a defensive tackle, defensive lineman. I mean, we've talked about this. Like Shelby Harris just went to the Browns. I mean, I I would sniff around guys that are going to be cut by these teams that are signing veterans. I don't know if there's a there's a defensive tackle that's available to trade for. Frankly, yeah, I, I think that that's a position that the teams are prioritizing more and more because they realize you have to really be rock solid in the trenches and have that also to not only help out your your defensive secondary but your pass rush slow down opposing run games they're not just going to release guys just because of the numbers crunch they're going to they're going to err on the side of, of keeping too many of them so but Monty Osfort that's that's his strength is I is fine if a guy does become available uh maybe they'll do it I I just don't see this team being aggressive in pursuing NFL players right now and giving up future draft assets for it I just don't think that that that's something that that they want to do, and and that's that's the Monty Austin Fort part of this. You know, you can say like, "Hey, I don't want my coach or my players to embrace a tank," and they're not. But Monty Austin Fort realizes he's building this team for the future and giving up future draft capital for 2023. I it's just not. In the, I I would be shocked if that's in his plans at all. The next great defensive tackle for this team is going to be playing on Saturdays this this fall, and we're going to be covering it at nauseum. Is it Michael Michael Hall for Ohio State? Big, big, beefy kid. Kids out of the University of Illinois. 
with their resurgence of their program, they've got a, for, a couple first round caliber defense. I'm gonna name I name an Ohio State guy. And you come you counter with an Illinois guy. Uh, I'm sorry. Look up any draft board, bro. Do some homework. We're gonna <laughs> keep everybody in the loop. We've got an exclusive draft show that's gonna be happening this fall. Do not miss it. In the meantime, like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. Big Bronco preview show tomorrow with our guy, our boy from DMVR, Zach Stevens. In the meantime, follow him, Bo Brock, on Twitter. I am at Johnny Venerable. Thank you to producer Sean. We'll be back on Thursday, Bronco preview. Take care, everybody.